we would have done this story anyway, but this is one of the reasons why I'm supporting Starship on Dancing with the Stars, because it's so much more than just the National Children's Hospital. It's about prevention as well as cure. It's about research. There's so many different facets to the work that Starship does, and this is so important. Starship have launched a youth mental health app as self-harm events rise among young people. There's been a real spike since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. It just, I mean, I wouldn't believe it unless I'd heard the stories from parents on this very show. Admissions of children and adolescents to hospital following self-harm events have increased by 25% in the 15 to 19 year age group, 50, 50% in the 10 to 14 year age group. More than 5,600 young people presented to hospital emergency departments around the country with self-harm in 2021 alone. That's how desperate and despairing our young people are. Founded on the premise that it takes a village to raise a child, the app is designed to help young people take control of their mental well-being by connecting them with a network of trusted individuals, friends or whanau, called Buddies. Starship child psychiatrist and paediatrician Dr. Heron Thabru is the app's clinical lead. He joins me now, and a very good morning to you. Uh, Kia ora Kay. lovely to talk to you. And to you. So you've this has been worked on for some time, hasn't it? That's right. So we've been working on this for about the last um, two to three years. Um, the idea for the app actually came from a young um, Māori man who lost a couple of um, relatives to suicide, and he wished that um, they'd been able to talk more openly with their whanau about the, what was going on for them. Yes. And uh, I partnered with him. I'm an e-health researcher at Auckland University and a clinician at Starship Hospital, and uh, I was aware about some studies from the UK talking about how peer-nominated support teams had been helpful for young people who presented there to hospital after harm and had been effective at reducing suicidal ideation in the short term, but also rates of completed suicide uh, about a decade later. And so together with um, this, uh, this young man and the support of the Starship Foundation and ASB, we uh, under the co-design process with a group of wonderful um, young people and their fine out from the Auckland region to design and build uh, an app to, to make it easier for young people to start a conversation. And during the process, we became aware that actually this app needed to be not just for the young people to help them get support, but also for their supporters or their buddies, as we call them in the app, Mm. to know what to do in a helpful and safe way. Where do these young people come from? Because, you know, the ones who can actually help. Because, as I understand it, the, the waiting list to see this is certainly what I've been told by parents on the show, the waiting list to see someone who connect with their child, a psychologist, a counsellor, a psychiatrist, is so long. So how can you train up people to be able to offer meaningful support in such a short time? So we know that, I mean, young people in New Zealand have experienced self-harm, you know, a large percentage have experienced self-harm for a long time. So the Youth 2000 series of studies that was done um, over the last 20 years has consistently showed that about a quarter of young people in high schools um, use self-harm as a coping mechanism for stress and mental distress. And those rates, as you pointed out at the beginning, have risen considerably in the last couple of years since the COVID pandem- mm. COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but we also know that uh, young people live with their families in Farnau and they have friends around them who want to support them and that when they're experiencing difficulties, um, you know, they... They want to reach out to them, um, even though they might struggle to connect with them when times are hard because they're 
not sure how they're feeling or because they're not sure if they might overburden people or they're not sure how people respond. Uh, working as a clinician at Starship, when we see young people who present to hospital following self-harm, we know that we might send them, recommend therapy to kind of help them learn about you know, how to better manage their emotions. But they're going home with their families and sign out and they're the people they spend most of the time with. So an app like Village has been designed to help increase the level of support for people who might be waiting to access mental health services, but also to add an extra layer um, in addition to those who might already be receiving face-to-face clinical care and to equip the people around them to feel more confident in supporting them. And I think that's it. A lot of parents and friends don't know what to say. They don't want to say the wrong thing and then they don't say anything and then that's even worse. It can be hard, and I think these conversations are awkward, and I think if you do them in a professional capacity, you get more used to asking um, young people directly Mm. about what's going on, and when they trust you, they do tell you very openly what's going on, and they can guide you as to kind of how to help them. But when they're not sure about you um, knowing what to do or say, they would often prefer to stay quiet, or they might seek help online, Mm. and that's where we're hoping, again, um, you know, e-therapies or or e-health interventions or apps like Village can be helpful just to just to get a conversation going. But the aim ultimately is to improve their level of support from people in real life. What is it that makes a 10 to 14-year-old lose hope when they present with self-harm at hospital? Are they trying to end their lives or is this just a manifestation of the inner despair, the inner pain they're feeling? For the majority of young people who and, and adults who engage in self-harm, it's um, a, a behaviour that's designed to reduce uh, mental distress. It's not usually geared towards ending one's life. Right. But for a subset of them, that absolutely will be the intention. And it's not always possible to tell um, at face value, you know, what, what might be going on. So usually what we would do is try and um, understand, get get a young person into services to get them help and also try and help their family know what they can do alongside what a therapist might be doing for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But certainly we know that um, New Zealand has one of the highest youth suicide rates amongst developed countries and has done for the last decade. So there's also work in in the suicide prevention space as much as there is in terms of improving the quality of care for young people who might be uh, harming themselves because of mental distress. Is it COVID or what? what is the trigger? Is there anything or is it is it individual to each child? COVID is definitely responsible for some of it. I think the pandemic has um, posed psychological challenges for people worldwide and more so for certain subgroups like young people who just happen to be more vulnerable because they're going through a stage of life where they're having to do many things, um, manage with their body changing, um, deal with more complex social relationships, work out their identities. And so it's been very challenging not to be able to be at school and with peers and do uh, do things in their usual way, uh, to miss out from a lot of things, but also to have to um, do more learning online. Uh, and I think that we'll see, we know from events like the Christchurch earthquake that the psychological impact of large-scale events is not just immediate but also quite long-term mm. and can be delayed. So we're anticipating that their young people will continue to experience um, greater um, psychological effects from the pandemic for a few years to come, which is where uh, I think anything that we can do to innovate and find new ways to support mm. them and assist them to get help early is useful in order to prevent um, them experiencing as much difficulty uh, as they might otherwise. How many psychologists, psychiatrists are you short at the moment? 
I don't know the exact number of mm. staffing of psychologists and psychiatrists, but I think nowhere in the world has the number that they mm. absolutely require for the population. And I know that the current government um, is working on improving primary mental health services and school-based mental health services, which I applaud as these are essential for upstream prevention of um, mental distress and uh, other things. But specialist services are stretched, and they have they were stretched before COVID, and they're mm. much more stretched now. So. I think for that reason and the fact that young people often these days being digital natives prefer to find or seek help online uh, and the fact that most New Zealand young people have cell phones, I think there's great opportunities for using e-health interventions, including apps like Village, to um, offer them extra support Mm. in a cost-effective and equitable way. I really hope so. I really... Anything's worth a try, especially when you've given it the trial and you've you've got that feedback. I thank you so much for your time, Dr. Hiran Thabru, Starship Child Psychiatrist and Paediatrician. If you have a child, and I know there are plenty of you who do, who is struggling, uh, Village is the app. It was uh, d- uh, an app designed involving New Zealand young people and families over six months. A working prototype was developed, then evaluated via a clinical trial at Auckland DHB. Village is free to download via Village App, Villages and Village A-P-P, villageapp.kiwi, or you can get it from Google Play or the App Store. And this is one of the many, many reasons I'm willing to humiliate myself on the television dancing, trying to raise awareness of what Starship Foundation does and trying to raise money for so many different projects that they're working on. News Talk.